Before we get started, I have a question for you. Do you like podcasts? Of course you do. Otherwise, this would be a wasted exercise. Well, why aren't you doing one yourself? It's not that hard. You can promote a cause, promote your business, or just let those nonsensical rantings between you and your friends flow out. We make the process very easy at Eau Claire Hometown Media, and it only costs a couple hundred dollars. That's right, a fraction of the price to advertise on radio or TV, and you control 100% of the message. Just reach out to us here at Eau Claire Hometown Media for a no-obligation meeting. We'll tell you everything you need to know about getting your own podcast off the ground, and we will help you promote it as well. Welcome to the House of God podcast presented by the Collective Choir on Eau Claire Hometown Media. We'll share sermons to help you get to know a different Chippewa Valley church each week and to keep you up to date with the Collective Choir. I'm Shane Spencer, and here's your host, Zachariah Putney. Hello, this is indeed Zechariah Putney, and this is also the House of God podcast. Welcome. It's episode 15. It's getting warmer. It's beautiful out. I mean, who knows when you're listening. It might not be. But right now it is, as I'm recording this. This week, we have St. Joe's, St. Joseph Parish in Menominee. You can find them at MenomineeCatholic.org and at 910 Wilson Avenue. My wife attended there a while back when she was going to UW Stout. So uh, it's accessible from the college campus there. Father Mono has graciously agreed to share his homily with us this week. I get a little kick out of putting the Catholic and Lutheran episodes back to back it's because there's been so much division you know that's like the big division in church history but we can work together now we're all brothers and sisters here for most of the other churches we just share the the sermon or homily from the week's service Uh, with the catholic churches there's no fear of running into copyright issues with music, so here is Father Mono sharing the weekly Mass in full. God bless. Hi everybody, welcome to today's celebration of the Holy Mass from our magnificent cathedral. Thank you for watching. This Lenten season, draw your strength from the love of Christ and let His boundless mercy reignite your sense of holiness. I pray for you daily and ask that you remember me too. By your fasting, almsgiving, and prayer, may you experience his love in a new and lasting way at Easter. Good morning. 
Welcome to the Cathedral of St. Joseph the Workman. We especially greet and welcome our visitors. Thank you for joining us in worship. We also greet and welcome those who are joining us from home. It is good for you to be with us as well. In the Eucharist from the altar of the cross, Christ accomplishes our redemption and forms a holy people. A temple of God built of living stones where the Father is worshiped in spirit and in truth. We gather here in worship to be formed anew as living stones, a building up of God's kingdom in our midst. Let us now join our sacrifice of praise to that of Christ the High Priest in Eucharist we celebrate. Our celebrant is Monsignor Gillis. Please stand to sing our opening hymn. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. 
The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Brothers and sisters, let us acknowledge our sins and so prepare ourselves to celebrate the sacred mysteries. I confess to Almighty God and to you, my brothers and sisters, that I have greatly sinned in my thoughts and in my words, in what I have done and in what I have failed to do. Through my fault, through my fault, through my most grievous fault, therefore I ask, Blessed Mary, ever-Virgin, all the angels and saints, and you, my brothers and sisters, to pray for me to the Lord our God. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Let us pray. O God, author of every mercy and of all goodness, who in fasting, prayer, and almsgiving have shown us a remedy for sin, look graciously on this confession of our lowliness that we who are bowed down by our conscience may always be lifted up by your mercy. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. A reading from the book of Exodus. In those days, God delivered all these commandments. I, the Lord, am your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt, that place of slavery. You shall not have other gods besides me. You shall not carve idols for yourselves in the shape of anything in the sky above or on the earth below or in the waters beneath the earth. You shall not bow down before them or worship them. For I, the Lord, your God, am a jealous God, inflicting punishment for their father's wickedness on the children of those who hate me, down to the third and fourth generation, but bestowing mercy down to the thousandth generation on the children of those who love me and keep my commandments. 
You shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain, for the Lord will leave unpunished the one who takes his name in vain. Remember to keep holy the Sabbath day. Six days you may labor and do all your work, but the seventh day is the Sabbath of the Lord your God. No work may be done then either by you or your son or your daughter or your male or female slave or your beast or by the alien who lives with you. In six days, the Lord made the heavens and the earth, the sea and all that is in them. But on the seventh day, he rested. That is why the Lord has blessed the Sabbath day and made it holy. Honor your father and your mother that you may have a long life in the land which the Lord your God is giving you. You shall not kill, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not steal. You shall not bear false witness against your neighbor. You shall not covet your neighbor's house, you shall not covet your neighbor's wife, nor his male or female slave, nor his ox or ass, or nor anything else that belongs to him. The word of the Lord.
A reading from the first letter of St. Paul to the Corinthians. Brothers and sisters, Jews demand signs and Greeks look for wisdom, but we proclaim Christ crucified, a stumbling block to Jews and foolishness to Gentiles. But those who are called, Jews and Greeks alike, Christ the power of God and the wisdom of God. For the foolishness of God is wiser than human wisdom, and the weakness of God is stronger than human strength. The word of the Lord. Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Since the Passover of the Jews was near, Jesus went up to Jerusalem. He found in the temple area those who sold oxen, sheep, and doves as well as money changers seated there. He made a whip out of cords and drove them all out of the temple area with the sheep and the oxen and spilled the coins of the money changers and overturned their tables. And to those who sold doves, he said, take these out of here and stop making my father's house a marketplace. His disciples recalled the words of scripture zeal for your house consumes me. At this the Jews answered and said to him, what sign can you show us for doing this? Jesus answered and said to them, destroy this temple and in three days I will raise it up. The Jews said, this temple has been under construction for 46 years and you will raise it up in three days? but he was speaking about the temple of his body. Therefore, when he was raised from the dead, his disciples remembered that he had said this, and they came to believe the scripture and the word Jesus had spoken. While he was in Jerusalem for the feast of Passover, many began to believe in his name when they saw the signs he was doing but Jesus would not trust himself to them because he knew them all. And he did not need anyone to testify about human nature. 
he himself understood it well. The Gospel of the Lord. Well, good morning to all of you, and what a beautiful sight this is to see a church filling up with a lot of beautiful faces, a lot of young people and families. Welcome to all of you. Friends at home, thank you for joining us as well, and I wish you could really see this beautiful sight, and someday, uh, God willing, soon you will. And kind of on that related note, I want to give you an update with regard to homebound ministry. This is something I believe is absolutely critical to the rebirth, the renewal, and the growth of our parish, this community, because they can provide spiritual energy that's going to fuel this whole operation. Fifteen years ago, I was in India uh, doing the tour on behalf of the diocese, and I was at this um, religious congregation, a group of nuns, um, who built a convent with a bit of a campus in the middle of nowhere. Well, this village sprung up around it, and people lived there, uh, um, Hindus and uh, maybe some Catholics, but they felt attracted to the goodness that they sensed coming from these religious sisters who were serving the poor and reaching out to them. And so in the midst of the, the, the going through the campus, I see this word powerhouse on a building. I thought, well, I guess maybe they have their own source of energy here. And the mother superior said, no, 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 that's, uh, where, that's the infirmary. That's where the sick sisters are. And they are the ones who are praying constantly, day and night, and offering up their sufferings and their sacrifices for the work that we do. And I invite our homebound and anyone who's sick and suffering, and really just all people, really, seriously, to very much pray specifically for the renewal of Cathedral Parish. Pray for that intention. State it as such. Make it intentional, conscious, real. We all pray for the renewal and the rebirth of our beloved Cathedral Parish. And so I'm happy to visit people uh, homebound. And, and of course, now I'm assembling a team with Gene McDonald helping me. And we are giving people an opportunity to be visited if they want it. And given all due precautions and provided it clears, like with family members, a son or a daughter, or a spouse or something, then we will go. Now, this past week, I got a, uh, an email that was saying, you know, I feel forgotten. Nobody's, uh, you know, I get a request for, you know, this, that, or the other thing, but nobody comes to see me. And so I wrote back and I said, I'm, I really feel badly about that. I'm sorry, um, but it is impossible for me to know who to visit if somebody doesn't tell me. I don't have mental telepathy. I wish I did. Well, maybe I don't, because then I want to find out things I don't want to know. So 
Um, but so I need to know these uh, things. So if you or you know your neighbor or relative or whatever, we're here for you. Just just let us know, please. Another thing, when you came in through the atrium, the gathering area, you probably saw that little poster board with the mock-ups of the new sanctuary crucifix that we are having uh, commissioned uh, to be here at Cathedral, which will be suspended from the tester, which is the bronze piece above, triple crown, priest, prophet, and king, nine angels around it, and then suspended from that will be the sanctuary uh, crucifix, which is going to very much... Um, and it should be installed sometime this year as a part of this overall project. And uh, it will very much physically emphasize that idea of verticality with the altar as the axis upon which everything converges and to which everything is drawn in this space. So as I said last week, remember the two words I said about the altar, it needs blank and blank. Five points for anyone who remembers. No, nothing, nothing. Prominence and dominance. I said the altar's got to, that was not a good clap, I can't clap. There, there is the pop. The altar needs to, to um, have prominence and dominance and everything needs to be drawn into that because this is the place where God steps down from heaven. He's kind of forced by the priest to come down from heaven and step down onto our altar. So what the altar is here uh, for us, the temple, that was what the temple was for the whole world, a very important place. The temple was a place where believers could offer their, make their offerings and their sacrifices to God, and it is a place where God dwelt in the midst of his people. And so too for us. You could say that the altar uh, is, in this, this church, is like the navel of the universe, that umbilical cord, that, that kind of lifeline that we have to heaven. And that's what we're seeing before our eyes every Sunday. The navel of the universe, that spot where the world above and the world below kind of connect uh, and come together as one. And so to here at this Mass, the world above and the world below is intersecting where time is suspended. Our lifeline is made available to us. Now, when Jesus identified himself as the new temple, he was claiming to be the center of the universe and that he, and that he was the presence of God in the midst of the people. Not that, that, that building, the temple, but he himself was. And if this is the case, then two things follow from it. This, as this action unfolds at Mass, you, we could rightfully say that the cathedral becomes the center of the universe because this is where God is dwelling among us in our midst. And this place needs to be just filled with red-hot burning coals all of you having contact with the living God. I mean, one communion has the capacity to make you a saint. Do you know that? All you need is one. But guess what? We're human. So we got to keep coming back over and over again to stay connected and to become that burning coal of charity.
And then you go out there and then you, you pull somebody else into communion, in, into common worship of God. The other thing that follows from that is to say yes to Jesus and his claims that he is the center of the universe, that means that you are acknowledging Christ to be the number one, your number one in your life above all things and all people. Now, we can easily profess that, but do we in fact live it out in our lives? And I think that's why we're all here, because we're trying. In our temple here, the singular most important thing all week happens, and that is our worship of the living God in a way that we could never do elsewhere or otherwise. And wherever the Mass is celebrated, whether it's in this one of the most beautiful churches in the state of Wisconsin, if not the upper Midwest, or in a very simple church like where I grew up, east of Chippewa Falls, out in the country, uh, probably, you know, could seat 120 people, 80 families, no music at all, very simple mass. And um, I remember, you know, being in, and we went to mass every Sunday, all four of us kids with mom. And there was no negotiating anything. You'd have to be on your deathbed not to go. And thank God she held that out as an expectation for us because it changed my life. This changed my life. And I remember being in the fourth grade reciting the Gloria, and I just had this kind of profound sense come over me that I truly appreciated the ritual, the, the worship of God at Mass. And stemming, stemming from that, I knew that being Catholic was something distinct, that it set, I was, we were set apart. You know, you're just starting to discover, well, what's a Catholic and what's a Protestant? You, start, you know, you have to start to grow up and understand these things. All I knew in light of all of that was that I was at the right place, that this is where God wanted me to be, that this was something uniquely different. And that's why when we celebrate the liturgy, it must be celebrated big with dignity and grandeur and reverence, that you find something here that you can't get any place else. And that's why everything is important. The incense, the Roman canon, everything is so important. And stemming from this profound experience that I pray all of you are having, that this creates a, a proper sense of pride in you. But let that pride be turned into a sense of responsibility for my faith, because we know that this is an incredible gift. And in light of this, I therefore renew my plea that you begin to reach out and invite others to come back into this experience. You're not telling people when to come back. You're inviting them, planting that seed, getting people to start to ponder this. Because after a year of this and televised masses, you know, you can get way too comfortable. And so go for that low-hanging fruit and invite people back. You're not telling people when to come back. You're not telling people they're a bad Catholic if they don't come back on what you think is the proper timeline. It's extending that invitation of love. And God willing, that will then give you the courage 
to reach out to the next level of people. Our goal together is to build this parish, to take it from 400 families, if you want to use metrics, from 400 to something more than 400. 400 is not a lot. We're, we're going to, so we'll see how that goes. And I, well, I know how it's going to go. It's going to go great because we're all going to do this together. So it is now time for us to recall the words of sacred scripture and to make them our own. Zeal for your house consumes me. I pray that the mass is something that you get to a point where you're just thrilled to death to come. It's not something you have to do where you say, this, why would I not want to be here? It's one hour where I can have communion with the living God. Zeal for your house consumes me. We pray deep in our hearts. So let your zeal for God consume you, even as God's zeal for you consumes you. O Mary, conceived without sin, pray for us who have recourse to thee. Saint Joseph the workman, pray for us. The sermon will resume after a testimony from the collective choir. A time that God made a way when there was no way. About three years ago, I was living in Dayton, Ohio. I was an alcoholic. I had no desire to follow God, but my health was going out. I felt my mind and my body basically coming apart. So I said a prayer. I said, God, no matter what it takes, make it so that I follow you. I put it all in his hands because I, I had no power. For the next week, I stole my girlfriend's credit card and bought a big case of beer and got drunk. Got in a lot of trouble. My sister came from Wisconsin, took me back to Wisconsin because I couldn't pay bills. I knew that close to family, I needed to make a change or I'd start running out of relationships real fast. I started going to AA meetings and really trying to make it work. And slowly, God brought me in contact with other people. And I started building relationships. And where there was no desire to follow God, there came to be one. And I think that's a miracle. Because I know I didn't do that myself. God was able to manifest a desire within me that I never had before desire to follow him. I thank God for answering my prayer, for doing what it took to make me follow him. Thanks for your testimony, Zach. Zach is a wonderful guy. I haven't heard that part of his story before, but I very much appreciate his involvement in our choir. Collective Choir meets 6 o'clock Mondays at Valley Brook. Come sing with us. It's a wonderful time. We'll return you here to the Mass from St. Joe's in Menominee. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, 
born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. On the third day, he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. From there, he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and life everlasting. Amen. We now bring our needs and the needs of the world before our merciful Father. The response is, Lord, have mercy. That the Holy Spirit may strengthen our commitment to serve God and one another as we all engage in the renewal of Cathedral Parish, we pray. Lord, have mercy. For government leaders, that they will have the courage and humility to allow God to inspire their creation of policies that follow his commandments, especially out of respect for human dignity and life, we pray. Lord, have mercy. For those suffering any type of disease or affliction, may Christ the divine physician bring them comfort and healing, we pray. Lord, have mercy. For each one of us now blessed to be within these sacred walls, may the Lord bless us in our Lenten journey, we pray. Lord, have mercy. For the grace and the courage to forgive so that we will be forgiven our sins, we pray. Lord, have mercy. For our brothers and sisters who have fallen asleep in death, bring them at last to eternal peace, especially Marie Daly, for whom this Mass is being offered, we pray. Lord, have mercy. Grant, we pray, O Lord, that your people may turn to you with all their heart, so that whatever they dare to ask in fitting prayer, they may receive by your mercy through Christ our Lord.
pray, brothers and sisters, that my sacrifice and yours may be acceptable to God, the Almighty Father. Be pleased, O Lord, with these sacrificial offerings, and grant that we who beseech pardon for our own sins may take care to forgive our neighbor through Christ our Lord. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is truly right and just our duty and our salvation always and everywhere to give you thanks, Lord, Holy Father, Almighty and Eternal God, for you have given your children a sacred time for the renewing and purifying of their hearts that freed from disordered affections, they may so deal with the things of this passing world as to hold rather to the things that eternally endure. And so with all the angels and saints, we praise you as without end we acclaim. To you, therefore, most merciful Father, we make humble prayer and petition through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, that you accept and bless these gifts, these offerings, these holy and unblemished sacrifices, which we offer you firstly for your holy Catholic Church. Be pleased to grant her peace, to guard, unite, and govern her throughout the whole world, together with your servant Francis, her Pope, and William, our Bishop, and all those who, holding to the truth, hand on the Catholic and apostolic faith. Remember, Lord, your servants, especially all members of Cathedral Parish, and all gathered here, whose faith and devotion are known to you. For them we offer you this sacrifice of praise, or they offer it for themselves and all who are dear to them for the redemption of their souls in hope of health and well-being and paying their homage to you, the eternal God, living and true. In communion with those whose memory we venerate, especially the glorious ever-Virgin Mary, mother of our God and Lord Jesus Christ, and blessed Joseph, her spouse, your blessed apostles and martyrs, 
Peter and Paul, Andrew, James, John, Thomas, James, Philip, Bartholomew, Matthew, Simon, and Jude, Linus, Cletus, Clement, Sixtus, Cornelius, Cyprian, Lawrence, Chrysogonus, John, and Paul, Cosmos, and Damian, and all your saints. We ask that through their prayers, their merits and prayers in all things, we may be defended by your protecting help. Therefore, Lord, we pray, graciously accept this oblation of our service, that of your whole family, order our days in your peace, and command that we be delivered from eternal damnation and counted among the flock of those you have chosen. Be pleased, O God, we pray, to bless, acknowledge, and approve this offering in every respect, make it spiritual and acceptable, so that it may become for us the body and blood of your most beloved Son, our Lord Jesus Christ. On the day before he was to suffer, he took bread in his holy and venerable hands, and with eyes raised to heaven to you, O God, his almighty Father, giving you thanks and praise, broke the bread. He said the blessing, broke the bread, and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and eat of it, for this is my body, which will be given up for you. In a similar way, when supper was ended, he took this precious chalice in his holy and venerable hands, and once more giving you thanks, he said the blessing and gave the chalice to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and drink from it, for this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many, for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. The mystery of faith. Therefore, O Lord, as we celebrate the memorial of the blessed passion, the resurrection from the dead, and the glorious ascension into heaven of Christ your Son, our Lord, we, your servants and your holy people, offer to your glorious majesty from the gifts that you have given us, this pure victim, this holy victim, this spotless victim, the holy bread of eternal life, and the chalice of everlasting salvation. Be pleased to look upon these offerings with a serene and kindly countenance and to accept them as once you were pleased to accept the gifts of your servant Abel the Just, the sacrifice of Abraham, our father in faith, and the offering of your high priest Melchizedek, 
a holy sacrifice, a spotless victim. In humble prayer, we ask you, almighty God, command that these gifts be borne by, your by the hands of your holy angel to your altar on high in the sight of your divine majesty, so that all of us who through this participation at the altar receive the most holy body and blood of your Son may be filled with every grace and heavenly blessing. Remember also, Lord, your servants who have gone before us with the sign of faith and rest in the sleep of peace. Grant them, O Lord, we pray, and all who sleep in Christ, a place of refreshment, light, and peace. To us also, your servants, who, though sinners, hope in your abundant mercies, graciously grant some share and fellowship with your holy apostles and martyrs, with John the Baptist, Stephen, Matthias, Barnabas, Ignatius, Alexander, Marcellinus, Peter, Felicity, Perpetua, Agatha, Lucy, Agnes, Cecilia, Anastasia, and all your saints. Admit us, we beseech you, into their company, not weighing our merits, but granting us your pardon through Christ our Lord, through whom you continue to make all these good things, O Lord. You sanctify them, fill them with life, bless them, and bestow them upon us. Through him, and with him, and in him, O God, Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honor is yours forever and ever. At the Savior's command and formed by divine teaching, we dare to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us, and lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Savior, Jesus Christ. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours now and forever. Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not on our sins, but on the faith of your church, and graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will, who live and reign forever and ever. The peace of the Lord be with you always.
Behold the Lamb of God. Behold him who takes away the sins of the world. Blessed are those called to the supper of the Lamb. Lord, I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof, but only say the word, and my soul shall be healed. May the body of Christ keep me safe for eternal life.
Let us pray. As we receive the pledge of things yet hidden in heaven and are nourished while still on earth with the bread that comes from on high, we humbly entreat you, O Lord, that what is being brought about in us in mystery may come to true completion through Christ our Lord. Amen. Well, very good. Uh, so one announcement, and that is that our uh, masses, if you would like to have a mass offered, uh, there's a table in the uh, atrium way. Um, so please uh, have mass offered for yourself or every, anybody, anything, just about. So uh, what a most profound gift. It's eternal. It goes on forever. So that's the, the great news about that. It's a gift that just keeps on giving. And then don't forget about our Monday Wild Goose series with our own wonderful Mr. Luke Zarufi. Um, he is uh, doing a stellar job of leading that up, so, so happy about that. Uh, he's our fair redhead here, so he kind of stands out in a crowd, and that's a good thing. So um, I plan to join, um, to join the group as well uh, tomorrow at 7 p.m. in the Undercroft. So with that, have a blessed week. And remember, go out there and go get them. That's kind of the watchword of the day. The Lord be with you. Bow down for the blessing. Direct, O Lord, we pray the hearts of your faithful, and in your kindness grant your servants this grace, that, abiding in the love of you and their neighbor, they may fulfill the whole of your commands through Christ our Lord. And may Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Go in peace, glorifying the Lord by your life. Thanks be Saint Michael the Archangel, defend us in battle. Be our defense against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And do thou... And all the evil spirits who prowl about the world seeking the ruin of souls.
Thank you for listening this week. Thank you to Father Mano of St. Joseph for sharing the homily and Mass this week. He asked me to share St. Joe's is a wonderful community of faithful. People are very receptive and friendly. It's a nice place to experience God's love and friendship. All are welcome. You can find them at MenomineeCatholic.org or at 910 Wilson Avenue in Menominee. Check out the Collective Choir's website. Check out our music on all the streaming services. Watch our live stream on Facebook of our rehearsals. God bless. Thanks for listening to the House of God podcast presented by the Collective Choir on Eau Claire Hometown Media. To find out more about the Collective Choir or the church you heard about in this podcast, please follow us on Facebook or visit www.collectivechoir.org.